welcome back to another episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian. You know this by now, my name is Joe. I'm a registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counsellor here to smash the taboo of binge eating. If you don't already, come and say hi to me on Instagram. I'm at binge.eating.dietitian. I'd love to know what you think of the podcast and if there are any topics that you'd like me to cover. And of course, a very happy new year to you. 2021 is finally here after a crazy 2020. I've already spoken about rejecting the temptation to start a new diet this January. So I hope if you're embarking on that, that that's going well. I know that a lot of the world is back in lockdown again, especially in Ireland and the UK. And I understand that even that by itself adds a lot of pressure to start a new diet. After all, those memes about the quote unquote quarantine 15 are still doing the rounds. And if you're in Ireland, Operation Transformation is coming back on our screens this month. What I'm trying to say is we're all glad that 2020 is gone, but I can understand if you are tempted to start a new get healthy regime. If you are really fighting the urges to start a new diet, I recommend going back to the last episode where I give my advice for setting New Year's goals that will benefit your health, but without falling down the January diet trap. And today I'm going to stay on the topic of January diets, but today it's with a little bit of a twist. Today is all about Veganuary, that is giving up all animal products to go vegan for the 31 days of January. I want to give my professional insight into Veganuary when you struggle with binge eating and offer you some alternatives if you feel that it's just not the right choice for you this year. There's no arguing that veganism does have its upsides. For example, due to meat consumption, over a billion animals yes, that is 1,000 million, are killed in slaughterhouses in Britain each year. And avoiding meat and dairy is one of the single biggest way to reduce your impact on sustainability of the Earth's resources. As animal farming provides just 18% of our energy intake, but yet takes up 83% of our farmland. If you are vegan and it's working well for you, that's great, continue. You know my mantra, once you're happy, I'm happy. If you have done or you're doing Veganuary and you're finding it enjoyable and it's giving you a reason to try lots of new foods, amazing, once it is a positive experience. If you have tried veganism in the past and it didn't go so well, that is okay too. Veganism is tough. It's really tough. And unfortunately, vegetarianism and veganism are both closely intertwined with eating disorders. One 2012 study found that 52% of those with an eating disorder history were vegetarian, compared with 12% without an eating disorder. And of course, vegetarianism means just meat and poultry is cut out, so it is a lot less strict than veganism. Because you are struggling with binge eating, which, remember, is firmly on the disordered eating spectrum, I'm going to give you three reasons why I advise against Veganuary. And then, because I don't want to be a Veganuary party pooper, I will give a couple of safer alternatives that you can try instead. All right, so reason number one why I don't advise Veganuary because you struggle with binge eating is that it's a very strict set of diet rules. Let's take a look at all the foods that you can't eat as a vegan all meat, poultry, fish eggs, cheese, milk, scones, 
milk chocolate, marshmallows, honey, and even some fruits. That is a lot of food. We have already talked at length at how having lists of foods that are considered yay or nay can be really unhelpful for recovery from binge eating. Having lists like this may be a core contributor to binge eating in the first place. You might be wondering, can you be vegan and recover from binge eating? I think definitely, yes, you can. And that's partially thanks to all the wonderful alternatives available now. So you don't have to feel restricted or deprived of anything because often there is a close alternative available. For example, there are lots of delicious vegan chocolates available. All I ask is consider fully recovering from binge eating before you embark on veganism because unfortunately embarking on veganism will be yet another set of rules to contend with. And if you're shouting now that you really want to be a vegan for ethical reasons, such as animal welfare, I ask you to just please take a moment to truly check in with your intention. Of course, animal welfare is one of the best reasons to be vegan. And in Veganuary 2019, 37% of people who undertook Veganuary did it for animal welfare reasons. All I ask is that you take a second to check in with what your true intention is. If you can say with certainty that it's for animal welfare, then great. I think it's a very valid reason to embark on veganism. But if there is a little part of you hoping that being vegan will will result in weight loss, maybe consider one of the gentler alternatives that I'll go through in a second. Remember that you don't have to disclose your reason for doing veganism or veganuary, but please be true to yourself with your true intention. All right, reason number two why I don't recommend doing veganuary is that being vegan can be very unsociable. And all right, maybe this won't be such a big deal right now due to lockdown, but keep it in mind for the future. Being vegan can be so challenging when dining out, dining in and getting takeaways. You know, I'm all about raising awareness of loneliness too, because binge eating is such a lonely place to be. Research shows that social connection doesn't only give us pleasure, but social connection also influences our long-term health in ways every bit as powerful as adequate sleep and not smoking. Although there are way more options for vegan restaurants and takeaways available now, what about when your friend invites you to a dinner party and you can't go or you have to bring your own Tupperware with your own vegan food? What about at a friend's wedding where there isn't a vegan option available? Of course, I'm not saying that you shouldn't go vegan because of what your friends might think, but just consider how the vegan lifestyle will fit into your day-to-day life and what sacrifices to relationships you may have to make. And finally, reason number three why I don't recommend veganism is that the vegan diet is not automatically healthier. You can have a diet of Oreos, Pop-Tarts and drink Coca-Cola all day and you would still be classed as following a vegan diet. Going vegan definitely doesn't mean that your diet is automatically healthier. Moreover, you might be more at risk from nutritional deficiencies following a vegan diet. When eating an omnivore diet, you will mostly get all the nutrition that you need once you eat a variety of foods, so just not the same thing every day. 
Choosing a vegan lifestyle means having to pay more attention to the nutritional adequacy of your diet to prevent nutritional deficiencies. In fact, individuals consuming a vegan diet may be more at risk of stroke because of a deficiency in vitamin B12, which you can only get from animal products like eggs and yogurt. So those are my three reasons why I don't recommend veganuary or veganism because you're struggling with binge eating. Reason number one is it's a very strict set of rules. Reason number two is that being vegan can be very unsociable. And reason number three is that it's not automatically healthier. But as I said, I don't want to be a party pooper. So I'm going to give you three gentler alternatives that I believe won't jeopardize your relationship with food as much as going vegan. Of course, I hope I have made it clear that there is no pressure to do any of these this year, either veganuary or any of the alternatives that I'm going to give you now. This is just if you're feeling a bit of a deficit because all your friends are doing some kind of health challenge or veganuary challenge and you feel a bit lost because you want to try something, but you don't want to put your recovery from binge eating at risk. So here we go. Alternative number one is if you're concerned about environmental impact, you could try switching to seasonal local produce as much as possible. The environmental impact of fruit and vegetables varies significantly depending on how and where they are produced. Consuming fruit and veg out of season, which are produced in greenhouses and or require heating, refrigeration or being imported into your country by air, likely won't be any better for the environment than choosing local animal products. Fruit and veg which are particularly intensive on environmental resources include unseasonal Mediterranean vegetables like courgette and tomatoes that have to be grown in greenhouses or grown overseas and flown over. I know it's not going to be possible to eat only seasonal local produce, but next time you're out shopping, have a look at where your current food actually comes from. And I don't mean from Aldi or from Tesco. Could you swap pineapple from Costa Rica for apples from England? Or blueberries from Chile for a Wexford strawberry? Of course, remember, this is not a rule. And if you live in Ireland or the UK, it is going to be probably impossible to only choose foods from your country. And we do want to avoid the dreaded black and white thinking here. So remind yourself, this is not a rule. Gentler alternative number two is also related to the environment. And that is, instead of cutting out animal products, consider switching to more sustainable sources of meat and fish. Red and processed meats have the single biggest environmental impact of any type of food, with beef and dairy in particular contributing significantly to the environmental burden. Livestock farming is the biggest contributor to food-related greenhouse gases emissions, deforestation and soil pollution, as well as land and water use. Beef consumption was by far the biggest single food contributor to dietary greenhouse gas emission at 16.2%, lamb contributed 3.8%, while white meat contributed 4.1%. When it comes to fish, did you know that 93% of the world's fish stocks are either fully or overexploited from fishing? Cod, haddock, tuna, salmon and prawns are known as the big five and are the least sustainable sources of fish in the UK. If you eat these regularly, I'll leave a resource from the Marine Conservation Society for how to choose these in the most sustainable way. 
For sustainable swaps that are easier for the environment, you could try hake or coli instead of cod or haddock, rainbow trout instead of salmon, and swap tuna for mackerel or sardines. And gentle alternative number three is to consider trying out flexitarianism. One UK study from 2013 showed that those eating seven or more portions of fruit and veg a day have the lowest risk of mortality from any cause. And another 2019 study from Harvard showed that greater adherence to a plant-based dietary pattern was inversely associated with the risk of type 2 diabetes. Here's the thing though, both of these studies related to plant-based diets, not vegan diets. You can get all the same benefits of veganism by adding in some extra plant sources in your day. So instead of going vegan, why not consider the gentler approach of flexitarian in January? A flexitarian isn't vegan or vegetarian. Instead, a flexitarian takes the decision to reduce the amount of meat consumed over the course of the week. This may be as simple as doing a meat-free Monday, where on Monday you choose not to eat any meat products. Honestly, I'm really not a fan of putting labels on ourselves when it comes to diets. I believe that labels pigeonhole us into only being able to enjoy certain types of food. But flexitarian is one I can get my head around because there's no right or wrong to it. It eliminates black and white thinking. There's no reason for feeling guilty for eating a yogurt like you would if you were vegan or a burger if you were supposed to be a vegetarian. If you're concerned about the ethics of eating animal products, being flexitarian does encourage mindfulness of these while giving you the freedom to enjoy your favourite meal, a takeaway, and not being awkward when your best friend invites you to a dinner party. You usually don't have to worry about nutritional deficiencies and if you like fruit and veg, you can get all the benefits of a plant-based diet without having to sacrifice all the other foods that you like. Okay, so those are my three alternatives. And if none of those strike a chord with you, remember, you don't have to change anything. How you are eating now is perfectly fine. It's better than fine because it's working for you. And if it's working for you, then it's good for you. As I said in the last episode, and well, every episode, please don't feel pressured into trying any new diet or way of eating. The best way of eating is what works for you. All right, thank you so much for being here and staying until the end. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review on iTunes. Don't forget to come and say hi to me on Instagram. I'm at binge.eating.dietitian. I'm going to leave you now with my 30-second cereal box book review and I'll see you on the next episode. If you have decided that you do want to try Veganuary or you're considering veganism, I want you to do it in a way that isn't going to compromise your nutritional status. So today's 30 second book review is a one page resource from the British Dietetic Association that highlights the key nutrients that you need to be aware of in a plant-based or a vegan diet. So they include calcium, iodine, vitamin B12, zinc, iron and more. So if you are going to try a vegan diet, please, please don't try it without making sure that you're doing it in a way that is safe and sustainable and nutritionally complete.